Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Well, let's stand to our feet. We're going to jump into the Word real quick and... Uh, Open up your Bibles, if you can, to Luke chapter 11, if you have your iPhones, your iPads. Um, I'm speaking to the 9 o'clock crowd, and I know that just being in church and pastoring for so long, the 9 o'clock crowd is usually the more mature crowd. Actually, the the, the earlier the services, the more mature they are. And But also know that the 9 o'clock crowd is pretty much the crowd that would always want to give to people. They want to, they want to help. You want to pray for people and you want to, you know, you're up early, you're getting to church, you know, and at the end of the day, you're probably the most drained, the most tired. You're the people that in some degree don't, you know, would, would, would reflect prayer to someone else and say, Hey, why don't you help them? I'm good. And the truth is a lot of you are not. And, um, we just came out of the, the greatest world epidemic and pandemic in the history of our world. And though COVID is still here and though variance is still here, I've said it to our governor, I was on his team, that the, the worst epidemic has just started. Not... That one has kind of passed, but the worst epidemic has just started, and it's called mental health. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to go deep today, like, 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 like Holy Spirit going to do some surgery in you guys. And so just lean in, and if you can take some notes, take some notes, but if not, you can get the notes afterwards. But Luke chapter 11, Jesus is speaking, and he says this. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. When it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. It's gone through freedom class. It's gone through growth track. It's gone through next steps. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than ever before. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the spirit of revelation and give our minds illumination that we would experience transformation. God, I pray you give us a mind to perceive and a heart to receive all that you have. And I ask that after this message, we will never be the same. In Jesus' name and all the people that woke up early, say amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Jesus is talking about something that I truly believe that the church is actually experiencing it today. That prior to the pandemic, we were all in church and living life and living to the fullest and going through freedom class in small groups, joining dream team. And yet everything got shut down. And when you came to Jesus in your life, you had a lot of stuff inside of you. You were carrying a lot of baggage. The word baggage in the Bible means suppression or it means being a prisoner of deception. And so you, you were carrying all this baggage and, and the devil knows he can't defeat you. He knows that. He's already been, he's already been defeated. He sits beneath your feet. And the fight that you fight is a fight that Paul calls a good fight. And the only way a good fight can be a good fight is if you have guaranteed victory. And so, and so, so you don't ever have to worry about the fact that the devil defeating you unless you allow him to. But when you're a believer and you're in church like you are today, that the devil can't defeat you. So what he does is that he brings baggage and problems to you because his goal is, is that if he knows he can't defeat you, then he tires you. 
And so what happens is, is that he looks for his, for your weakest moment. And then all of a sudden he attacks. And so this is why the Bible says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. He says, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Why are they talking about all that? Because it's, it's only a matter of time that baggage and problems are going to come your way. And so what happens is, is that you landed up coming to, to Opelousa's campus and, and you got saved and you gave your heart to Jesus and all those things. And next thing you know, the Holy Spirit opened you up as he does. And then he delivered you from all this baggage, all this weight that you were carrying. And that's why after you got saved, you felt light. You felt like, man, I feel like I can float like a butterfly. Come on, somebody, right? And so you're just light and, and you're no longer carrying weight no more and sin and anger and pain. And, and next thing you know, you're, you're off and running and you're going to grow track and, and you're getting involved in the church and in small group. But what you forget is that this pain and this anger and this depression and oppression and all these things is looking for a home. So it's no longer in you no more. But it does not mean it's not going to come back. And that's what Jesus was talking about. He was saying this, when you get delivered from it, It goes and finds rest. Why does it find rest? Because it's been fighting you the hardest not to let you go. And that is why at the most difficult time in your life, and you were going all through this hell and high water, there was something still small inside of you saying, you need to go to church. You need to go to church. But you couldn't get up because you were depressed. You were tired. That was that. But then all of a sudden you come And you get delivered from it. And guess what it does? It's been fighting you that it needs to go get some rest. So it rests. And now you think you're free. Oh, I'm free. I am free. These chains have no hold on me, right? And you're just free, right? But you don't realize that this pain and anger and generational influence and all this kind of stuff says, you know what? I couldn't do it on my own. So I'm going to go find some more. So it finds other problems, other spirits, other influences, because it knows it cannot enter back into you by itself because you've already overcome it. So this is why often when people get saved, all hell begins to break loose. Come on, am I talking to some saints today? Because at the end of the day, the problem with the church is that we paint this picture that salvation is awesome, or in some sense, salvation is final. And the truth is, it's just the beginning. And so this is why the church has to get back from stop being a den of thieves going back to being a house of prayer. Because at the end of the day, you need more of God now that you're saved than you didn't have when you weren't saved. There's a fight for your soul. And what COVID exposed was that the church was wide, but it wasn't deep. It exposed that we have so many spectators but no worshipers. What it exposed was that we come to church for a message but we don't show up for prayer meeting. And so this is why so many people got knocked down and almost knocked out. And all these spirits are going around. They looking. And so what happens? 45% of America goes back to being alcoholics. 72% of all teenagers have thought about it or on the verge of committing suicide. 62% of marriages are on the verge of divorce. Don't tell me there's no spirits going around saying the world is weak and the world is tired and the devil's ready to attack now. And so it's going around because it needs a home. And some of you sitting there, oh, well, you know, I'm just going through all kinds of stuff. No, no, let me tell you something. Paul said it like this. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, we are pressed. My man didn't say you're pressed. He didn't say I'm pressed. He didn't say people in Opelousas is pressed. He didn't say people in Lafayette are pressed. He says, we are all pressed. So in the end of the day, everyone's going through something right now. But this is what he tells you. We are all pressed on every side by what? Come on, say it like you mean it. By troubles. So everything around us is trouble. And he says, but we're not crushed. 
We are perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. And then he says, we are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but come on, somebody, we're not destroyed. But he says, we're pressed. Mental health isn't an illness until it first becomes a signal. Let me rewind that one more time. Mental health isn't an illness until it first becomes a signal. It's like how many of you actually get up every single morning in this humidity here and you're all dressed to the nines, got the makeup going on, hair on point, shoes you 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 rocking those and then you you you're about to turn on your car go oh no no i need to go check the oil none of you get up every morning open up your hood and check the oil then the question is is how do you know when it's time to change your oil the signal comes on mental health does not become an illness until it first is a signal. But if it has become your illness, it's not your identity. And so what happens is, is that it becomes a signal because of your life being pressed. I'm going through all kinds of stuff. I'm going through all kinds of pressure and all these spirits are coming against you and all of a sudden they want to because they're no good unless they have a place to live and they're trying to get back to the place that they were delivered from and they bring all kinds with them now they ain't just bringing anger they bringing problems they bringing kids problems they bringing husband problems they're bringing financial problems you getting all kinds of pressure now and and so you go from press signal But if you don't cut it off at pressed, then you move into suppressed. And so guess what you start doing now? You start holding it on because you get the attitude that I'm I'm in this all by myself. Nobody cares about me. And you know what? I I reached out to all kinds of people. Ain't nobody helping me. So you know what? I'm going to do this all by myself. I don't need nobody. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to go to a small group. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be all alone. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me help you out here. I'm, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to realign some theology right now. The first problem in the Bible wasn't sin. Oh, I knew that would be quiet. The first problem in the Bible wasn't sin. The first problem in the Bible was isolation. Because the adversary waited until Eve was all alone. And because she was away from her husband, which was her covering and authority, he knew right when to attack. And this is why after they sinned, the first thing they did was they went back into isolation. And God said, he got you once, but he ain't going to get you again. So you know what I'm going to do? No, no. I'm going to step from out of my throne and I'm going to come and get you because your life was never meant to be all by yourself and you were never meant to do it all alone. And so, and so, and so, and so you go from pressed and then if you, don't, if you don't start dealing with it, it's going to start dealing with you. And now all of a sudden, you aren't in control. This is when you start, you know, and, and you're being driven by all these emotions. And so what do you do? You suppress it. You push it down. You drink. You try to get it away. You just suppress it. Put it up, sweep it under the carpet. And then COVID, what it did, it lifted up the carpet. It exposed everybody's stuff. So you go from pressed to suppressed. If you're not careful, then you're going to move to being depressed. And then if you don't handle it there, you're going to go from feeling oppressed. But it all starts at pressed signal. 
I know what's next. If I don't deal with it, I know what's next. What's next is suppressed. And if I don't deal with it being suppressed, then I'm going to be depressed. And then if I don't even deal with it because I didn't deal with it when it was pressed and I suppressed it and now I'm depressed, now I feel like I'm in a massive bear hug and I can't escape from this and I'm oppressed. If you know what the outcome is, you ought to deal with it before it starts. If I know where this is headed, oh man, I'm getting some pressure right now. I actually know where it's headed because this thing is looking for a home. So this is why every believer lives by two substances. You either live by faith or you live by feelings. You either live by faith or you live by feelings. Come on, you either live by or you live by The writer of Hebrews says this. It says Now faith is. Faith is always now. Hope is always next. Don't confuse faith with hope. Too many people say, well, I'm just... I'm just just gonna hope that everything's gonna work out. Well, guess what? You're in the next. And the reason why it ain't gonna work out is because you're not working it in the now. And the way you work your faith is that you walk by faith and not by. Come on, you walk by and not by. For now, faith is. Boy, I'm on this thing. Right now, I was raised in a faith house, and then the church got pretty. And I was telling this to Pastor Jacob, I I, I went through a season of repenting. Because I don't believe COVID shut the church down. I believe God did. Because COVID don't have the power, nor does the government. Because the Bible says the government is on his shoulders. I think God says the church is too lukewarm. It actually almost looks like the world. And the reality is, is that I'm not coming back for a bride that's all jacked up and emotionally distraught. I'm coming back for a church that's an army that wants to take back what the devil has stolen from us. You're either going to be hot or you're going to be cold. But you cannot be lukewarm in these last days because there's warfare going on in Jesus' name. Boy, I feel this thing in my spirit. We can't be cute no more. We can't just come to church and sing a couple of songs because we only got so many minutes. No, if the Holy Spirit takes over, he knows what heaven wants to deliver here on earth. We, we, don't, we, we stopped having breakthroughs, so we had breakups. People breaking up with the church because they ain't getting breakthroughs. He says, now faith is. That, 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 I, I, that faith is a corresponding action. The Bible says faith without works is dead the word works means a corresponding action so it's one thing to hear faith that's how faith enters into you doesn't enter into your heart until it first goes past your ears for faith comes come on you don't have to go chase faith because faith is always coming the spirit of god is always speaking faith comes by what Come on, comes by what? Come on, comes by what? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, then doubt cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of man. Faith or feelings. The word works means a corresponding action, which means it's just not good enough to hear it. I got to do it. That's why James takes it further. And James talks about, be ye a doer of the word. In other words, if I hear it, it's because God wants me to do it. 
So it doesn't come to me because I'm, because, because I'm just in church. It's coming to me because God knows the devils that are trying to get back into my life and around my life. So I need that faith and faith comes now. And guess what? I can deal, kill the devil now because I'm walking by faith. Well, Pastor Obed, I just don't see it. But faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by the word of God. The word of God says I'm more than a conqueror. The word of God says I'm not an, I'm overcomer. The word of God says peace is in my life. The word of God says that as for me and my house will serve the Lord. The word of God says my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The word of God says I'm not to have a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. The word of God says if I'm for you then who can be against you? That's the word. And I may not see it but faith doesn't come by what you see. Faith comes by what you say. And when you say it all of a sudden you'll begin to see it boy the word of God comes through your ears so it eventually comes out your mouth that's why every one of you grandparents mamas dadas what you do your, your baby didn't wasn't born to talk it could not say anything until it heard it first so that's why you grabbed a little baby you like duh duh Da, da. And then you're like, come on, baby, say it. And they're like, da, 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 da. How in the world was that baby ever to articulate how to say da, da? Because if he never heard it, he would never have the ability to say it. Oh, boy, you better hear me today. I, I'm not here just to be here. I'm here on an assignment from God. And, and this is why faith comes. Faith doesn't come just to build you up. Faith comes so you can say what you hear. I hear it, I say it. 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 And then when you don't see it, you just keep on saying it. And one day what you say, you're about to see. Well, Pastor Obed, I'm sick in body. Doctors told me I got cancer. No, but my God says by his stripes I'm healed. Well, I wake up every morning, I got arthritis. I got, I got diabetes. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. They tell me I'm not going to live that long. No, the Bible says I shall live a long and satisfying life. And at the end of the day, all of a sudden, you're sitting there, and no, 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 your job is not to repeat what the doctors say because you serve a greater physician, and he's a God that doesn't lie. And so when the doctor says you got cancer, say, no, 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 that's your report, but that's not his report. I'm going to, oh, I walk by faith. Watch this. Now faith is the substance of things what? The what? Evidence of things not seen. For by the elders, for by it, by what? By faith. The elders obtained a what? Good. When you're obtaining something, it means something's trying to get, someone's trying to take it from you. So they obtained a good report. Because they kept on fighting the good fight of faith. So faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the what? Evidence not seen. Now, the end game is evidence. But the evidence has to become substance. But it cannot become substance until it's first faith. So you don't stop at faith. You stop at evidence. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for the what? So I'm not going to stop calling my children in from the north, the south, the east, and the west until they come walking through these doors and get to this altar because then all of a sudden now my faith is working every day. I'm calling my children back home from the land of the enemy. My children shall be saved. The Bible says if one is saved, the entire household is saved. And so I'm not going to stop declaring it until I see the evidence in in their life. My mom for six years. My dad left her. My mom would grab my dad's night clothes for six years. 
stick it right next to her in bed. While that man was sleeping with other women, she had his night clothes in other bed. And she says, what God has put together, let no man separate. What God has put together, let no man. And my mother told me when all of us kids one day, she says, one day your daddy's going to come home with a suitcase and he's going to put a chair in the middle of the living room and he's going to repent to everybody. I saw it six years later, but every night she was declaring the word of God. She was declaring the word of God. She was declaring the word of God. She was declaring the word of God because we walk by faith and not by I was hooked on drugs, hooked on alcohol, lost, didn't have a daddy emotionally in my house. I said, I, you go in my room, I used to have Easy e Come on, somebody. NWA, you don't know that. We're in Opelousas. And I had some, I had some NWA going on. I, I have cassettes. Come on. I thought you, I'm revealing my age. I had some cassettes. And I'd come home three o'clock in the morning, high, getting ready to put on some computer love or some, or some Johnny Gill. And I'd get ready to, to press play. And when I would press play, all of a sudden the tape would go, I exalt thee. I said, whoa, what, what? That's not in my place. That's not in my deck. And I knew exactly what happened. I opened up my bed. There's a big old stain of oil on a cross on my bed. And I ran into my mother's room. I said, what did you do with my room? She says, my room is already sanctified. I'm going to cast every devil out of your room until the angels of God arrest your soul because you've been marked as a child of God. Walk by faith and not by sight. But look at feelings. Look what happens when we make decisions based on feelings. God tells Isaac, go tell your son to get you some game. His mother listens. She goes, manipulates Jacob, tells Jacob, I'm going to make some stew. I'll kill the animal. But the word Esau means hairy. So she took the skin and she put it on him. And look what the Bible says in Genesis 27. It says this. And Isaac said to Jacob, please come near me that I may feel you, my son, whether you're really my son Esau or not. Because he's about to bless them. And you can't take a blessing back. And in Genesis, it continues. Watch this. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him. And he said, the voice is of Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau. So he blessed him. He said, your voice is of Jacob. But your feeling is like Esau. And instead of trusting the voice, he trusted the feelings. And this is, oh, and this is what happens to us. We get delivered and all of a sudden these spirits start warming around, anger, bitterness, trouble, pressure. And you're, listen, all of a sudden you're being led by the spirit of God and the spirit of God is leading you because the Bible says those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God and the spirit of God is leading you. And then all of a sudden you start going through pressures and you start going through all these different things and it switches. All of a sudden now you're leading your life. And the Spirit of God is following you. When the Spirit of God is in front of you, you're walking by faith and not by sight. But then when it switches, you're walking by feelings and not by faith. Man, when, you, when, you're walking with, when, you're walking, when you're walking in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's leading you to places and you're like, Lord, I'm just going to trust you. I don't know why I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, but I got some peace right now because you go with me and you never forsake me. But then all of a sudden you feel all this pressure and next thing you know, you're like, God, you're taking too long. I'm going to have to do this all by myself. And next thing you know, you're being led by your feelings and the Spirit of God is saying, you got to turn around. And guess what you're doing? You're trusting your feelings rather than his voice. Then you wonder why you ain't blessed. Why are we going through the same thing year after year? Maybe we trust in our feelings and not his voice. See, the thing is, is that we can't trust the feelings. We need to trust the voice. Really quick, four ways to stay free, and then we're going to have an altar call, and God's going to deliver some people. Hallelujah. 
As I told the young people, it took them some time to warm up. But I told the young people, I said, the Holy Spirit ain't weird. People are. Let me rewind that one more time. The Holy Spirit ain't weird. The people are. You know, that, that's what scares people with the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit because you wouldn't even be sitting in these seats. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that brings you to Jesus. So it ain't the, it's not like you're afraid of the Holy Spirit. You're just afraid of weirdness. It ain't going to get weird in here. What does the devil do? So what, what, what did God do? God walked with the prophets. Old Testament, right? He says, I got to send my son. He sends his son and Jesus walks with the disciples. And then Jesus tells the disciples, hey, I'm going to leave you. They're like, wait a minute, time out, bro. You just, you just, you just picked us. He goes, no, no, I'm, I'm leaving. But I'm going to send another. He didn't say I'm going to send someone else. He says, I'm going to send part of me that you really don't know yet. Another. A paracletus. He's your coach, your intercessor, your comforter. He's your guide. That who the Holy Spirit is. This is why when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes in you. See, every, every watch this. Every person who gets saved is filled with the Spirit. But it doesn't mean they're full of the Spirit. We have a church that's filled with the Spirit, but we don't have a church that's full of the Spirit. And after COVID, God ain't looking for a church that's just filled with the Spirit. He's looking for a church that's full of the Spirit. And so God walked with the, pro- with the prophets. Jesus walked with the disciples. And the Holy Spirit walks with the believers. He's your guide. So he comes in you. He comes in you to guide you and on you to use you. That's what he does. So he's your guide. Well, what do you need a guide for? Well, you need a guide to get to your destiny. Well, I, I mean, God already told me what my destiny. God already told me my promises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need a guide. You want to know what a good guide is? A good guide is, is the one that goes with you and, and knows where they're going because they've been there before. But, uh, but, but, but a good guide is the one that continues to talk to you as you're going. And you're going through here and they start telling you, oh, well, over here in Opelousas, this is where the first restaurant was. First restaurant, was there. it was built in 1921. And in 1920, oh, now you're passing, now, now you're passing some, some sugar cane fields. These are some sugar cane fields. This is where a bunch of sugar cane from. Oh, and, and by the way, man, here, 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 here's a Cane's. Cane's right here. Cane's right here. They got, they got the best chicken, right? They got the best chicken, right? And, 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 and you're like, you're talking while we're going. You're a guide. And so what happens? The devil manipulates it. What separates churches today is not God. What separates churches today is not Jesus. Because we all know he's the only way to the Father. What separates churches is the Holy Spirit. Oh, are you guys, are you guys one of them churches that talk in tongues? Are you guys one of them churches that are spirit-filled? You know, the ones that are really excited about it? Because if that's, that's not me. I'm, I'm not into all that stuff. That's funny, man, because you go to LSU game, you go buck wild. Like, wow, I didn't know that. Man, I saw you at an LSU game and you was like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, and it ain't for you? No, because it's the manipulation of the enemy. It's what he did. Because here's why. He knows who the Holy Spirit is. He knows him. So he doesn't mind you being saved. He don't mind you. You get saved? Oh, okay, well, you got your insurance. You're going to heaven. He don't mind you getting saved. He just doesn't want you to be a problem to him. So he'll, he'll, he'll get you all misconstrued about the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't have, if, you, if you're not full of the Spirit and you're not in tune to the Spirit, then how do you know where you're going? If he's your guide, your intercessor, your counselor, your comforter. Wait, wait. wait. And this is why you get, you, 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 you get so much into your pressure because you don't, you don't, you're like, Jesus, I need you. And Jesus is like, I'm at the right hand. Oh, God, I love you. He's like, yeah, but I'm on the throne. And, and, and then you're like, well, God, where are you at? He goes, my spirit is in you. I've done my job. Jesus has done his job. He died on the cross. He said it is finished. He's done on earth. His assignment is being at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. God is done. He's already created your plan, created your destiny, and he's created your life. He's done. The one who's working right now is the Holy Spirit. 
And we talk about Jesus. We talk about God, five steps of hell, five, you know, three steps of spiritual growth. No, no, no. We need to start talking about the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God in the church. He's your guide. He's your comforter. He's your counselor. I don't need to go, hey, 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 the Holy Spirit counsels me. Holy Spirit comforts me. And then, Pastor, I just need to know where I'm going. The Holy Spirit will tell you where you're going. He's your guide. But you've been, you've been, you've been living by your feelings. You live by faith. Let him guide you. He'll guide you everywhere you go. It's incredible. Children of Israel, God called them out of Egypt into the, into the promised land. If they would have just followed the spirit of God, if they would have followed the cloud by day and the fire by night, it had took them 11 days. Let's just go. Let's just go. We're going to get there. 11 days. But that didn't happen. They followed their feelings. And their feelings were taking them here, 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 taking them here. It took them 40 years. Because the devil knew he couldn't defeat them. So he tried to tire them out. It's what he does for you. He knows he can't defeat you, so he'll get you to move by your feelings to tire you out. So you start saying things like, oh, I'm just emotionally drained. And he goes, oh, yeah, I got exactly where you're at. I'm going for the kill right now. Instead of walking by faith and not your feelings. Four ways to stay free, really quick. Four ways to stay free. Number one. Here it is, number one, step into a needed recovery. You want to get your health right and your mental state? Step into a needed recovery. Here's the truth. The truth is this. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. In other words, if you're feeling inferior, it's because you gave someone permission to make you feel that way. I can't control what rocks are thrown my way, but I sure can control what I do with them. I ain't going to pick it up and throw it back at you because I ain't no rock thrower. I'm going to build my own castle with your rocks. So keep on throwing as much rocks as you want at me. You just adding to my empire. Come on, somebody. You're adding to my life just growing. Well, you never going to make it. Who gave you permission to talk to me like that? The last time I checked, I didn't come from your mind, nor did I come, nor did I go to your spirit. The only one that can talk to me like that is the God that created me. And he tells me I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above but not beneath. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out. I don't listen to stuff like that. Well, you know, you just, you just, you're going through all this stuff. Yeah, I'm going through all this stuff. But many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he delivers us from all of them. Second step. Number two, step into a true identity. You need to step into a true identity. In other words, oh, I got it all mixed up. No one can make you feel inferior without you said, but let me just say what was supposed to be the first one. If you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. If you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. We start living for everybody and we stop living for ourselves. We start taking care of everybody and it wears you out and you ain't taking care of yourself. Well, I ain't going to put on, I ain't getting dressed today because you know what? I got to take care of everyone. No, but sweetheart, you need to get dressed. You need to feel good or nobody else is. Well, I'm just tired today. Shake off that tiredness. Look at the self in the mirror and say, I'm strong in the power of his might. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Number three, as I close, number three, you need to step into a new assignment. They say when it comes to mental health, the best, one of the best ways to defeat it is to find a new hobby. Find something else to do. Find something where you're being fulfilled. I live in a place where there's 101 golf courses, some beautiful golf courses. Where I, I didn't play golf. During COVID, I was like getting down. I said, man, I got these golf clubs. I need to start playing golf. And I kept on telling myself, well, babe, you don't have time. No, I do have time for me. Well, you know what? You're pastoring a church, building a business. No, no, no. You don't have time. No, no, no. At the end of the day, none of those are good without me. If I'm not healthy, none of it is good. 
And so I stopped feeling guilty every Friday morning playing golf. Come on, somebody, right? I, you ain't taking me down that guilt train. Well, you know, and I turned my phone off. People are like, well, Pastor Obed, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Yep, like everybody else. But I found me some me time. I give you some you time all the time. And I give our time all the time. But I got to take me some me time right now. Because an unhealthy me is an unhealthy everybody else. Come on, mama. Don't feel guilty going to the nail shop and get some me time. Come on, daddy. Don't feel guilty going hunting. You need some me. You need to get you some me, some me time right now. Well, baby, we suppose. No, no, no. I'll take the kids out when I get back. But they ain't no good unless I'm healthy. Unless you're healthy. You need to step into a new assignment. In other words, watch this. People have enough to live by, but nothing to live for. For they have the means, but no meaning. Your life was never designed to be satisfied. Your life was designed to be fulfilled. And it's what you're chasing. You're chasing fulfillment right now. What's going to fulfill me? And then lastly, I believe this is the the most important when it comes for your mental sanity is number four, step into a relational strength. Step into a relational strength. In other words, listen, look carefully at the closest relationships you have for that is the direction you're headed. Some of you need to do some cutting some trimming we used to be best friends are we going to acquaintances now you too negative get yourself cleaned up get just get your head right but I'm working too hard on my soul for you to poison what I'm trying to prosper because you either affect people or infect people and I've been infecting people far too long. I need to start affecting people now. I need to trim some stuff right now. That's what I need. I need, I need to let some things go right now. I need to cut you out of my life, and I need to cut you out of my life, and I need to cut you out of my life. And when we can be acquaintances, I'll call you once a week, but we ain't going to the coffee shop every other day. Because all you want to do is dump your issues on me, and I got too many to handle myself. I need to get my house in order before I help you. Like, I love you, but if you really want help, come with me to the 9 o'clock service at Our Savior's Church. And then we can go have lunch after that because, I, because then I believe you're going to have the right type of speech. But I'm working too hard because I've been broken. I've been, go- I've been gone through the ringer. I've been going through hell and high water. I've been fighting spirits. I'm telling you, my mind has been playing games with me. And I'm telling you, I need to get fixed. I need to get right. I need to get my mind mentally healthy. I need to remind myself every day that I'm the apple of his eyes, that I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. I need to remind myself that God is on my side. I need to remind myself every single day that I'm more than a conqueror, that there's nothing that is coming against me that can conquer me. I've got to remind myself every single day of my life who I am in Christ Jesus and I don't need nobody else interfering. I got to get me some me time right now because there's a fight for my soul. 2 Samuel 22 says this, God made my life complete. That's what you're looking for. That's what your head's looking for. You're tired of waking up in the middle of the night feeling like you got an elephant on your chest. You're tired of going to bed tired and waking up even more tired. Like you're stressed. How are we going to do this? How are we going to make it? And you attack the people you love the most because you know they won't walk out on you. You don't take it out on them because they're the problem. You take it out on them because you know you can be excused for your behavior. And you're not supposed to take it out on them. You're supposed to take it to God. God, I'm tired. I'm tired of faking it. I'm tired of acting like it. I'm tired of telling people I'm 
good when I'm not. I go to the country club, everybody got a smile, so I got to put one on. And deep down inside, I'm broken. I need him. There are spirits waiting to come and get back what you gave up. He says, I've kept alert to God's ways and I haven't taken God for granted. Every day I review the way he works. I try not to miss a trick. I feel put back together and I'm watching my step. And watch this. Here it is. This is why I came. It's all in a nutshell. Here it is right here. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened up the book of my heart to his eyes. You know what the Holy Spirit told me to tell you today? Give up the pen. You're not the author of your life. For he is the author and the finisher of your faith. And he will rewrite your story. Where the devil wants to put a period, he'll turn it into a comma. It just becomes a pause. And all of a sudden, you press reset and you get refined, you get rejuvenated, you get refreshed. And you're about to walk out these doors today with your head up, held high for the first time in your life in a long time. You know you're a child of God. You know that you've been awakened for such a time as this. I've been born for this moment. This is my time to shine now. This is my time to rise. This is my time to fly. This is my time to be everything God has called me to be. I know that 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 I've been born for such a time as this. Come on, give God praise today. Come on, give God praise today. I told my wife. Come on, stay standing, stay standing. I told my wife when COVID hit, our church went like this. It seemed like every week we were on the news or we were in the newspaper. Million pounds of food. Actually, three million pounds of food. 395,000 packages to hospitals and first responders. Matter of fact, the government gave our dream team the first opportunity to COVID shots as they did nurses and first responders. They said, Destiny Church, you guys have been the hands and feet of Jesus. We're gonna qualify your dream team to get COVID shots before everybody else. Let me tell you what I told my wife when COVID hit. I looked at her, everyone was like, what's going on? I looked at her, I said, baby? She said, what I said? Look at these beautiful brown eyes you fell in love with. She looked and I said, baby? We were born for this moment. Like, 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 like the devil should have never done this because he bringing something out of us that would have never came out of us if we would have never been in this moment. And in the name of Jesus, we're about to turn this city upside down. You're born for this moment. Not falling for no lie. Silly rabbits tricks are for kids. Head bow, eyes closed, you're here today. Now I know you're saved because you wouldn't be here at nine o'clock service. Saints come to early service. But there are a lot of people here who are dealing with depression, oppression. You're coming down, you're, you're going through that abyss. You feel it. You've been, you've been afraid to talk about it. But I want you to know it's okay being this way right now. You're in a safe place. And no one gonna judge you, look at you. Oh man, look at so-and-so. I didn't know. She always had a smile on her face. Like she's just been hiding it well. You can't hide it no more. If you don't deal with it now, it's gonna deal with you because it already has. And once it gets corroded in you, it's gonna get corroded in everybody else. And the Holy Spirit said, today it stops. 
today it stops right now today I'm gonna heal you I'm gonna touch you I'm gonna deliver you right now and if you're here today and you say pastor Obed it's me I'm going through this and I need a touch of heaven right now I wasn't even gonna come to service but something got me up today and says you need to go to church and now I know why today is your day of freedom today you're gonna be free from every situation that's been going through your head in Jesus name come on on the count of three I need you to step out your seats grab your stuff and come forward one two three step out come on step out now come on step out now and come forward come on I, I know there's some of you right now you you feel stuck this season has just left you stagnant complacent you, you feel like you've lost ground many of you know my story Three years ago, I went through a season where I couldn't get out of bed for five months. And I kept telling my wife, I said, at some point, I'm going to show everybody what I'm made of and I'm going to get through this. I I thought I can do it in my own strength. I'm going to show people what I'm made of. I get a call yesterday from my mom. She said, can you come and help me? I have a flat tire. She's on the side of the road. She, she's stuck. And here's what I realized. She wasn't stuck because of what her tires were made of. She was stuck because one of her tires wasn't full. You get stuck when you're not full of the spirit. It has nothing to do with what you're made of or how much money you have or where you come from. When you're not full of the Spirit of God, you will get stuck. And I'm telling you, somebody is in here today, you're not full of the Spirit. You need God to fill you with His Spirit. If you need the Spirit of God, would you just lift up your hands right now? Would you just cry out to Him, Holy Spirit, fill me. Come on, just say it, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. Lord, I need your Spirit fill me up I'm stuck I'm complacent I'm stagnant I need you Holy Spirit fill me fill me come on would you say in your own words would you just say fill me would you just say that fill me fill me just lift both of your hands to him and surrender today Holy Spirit come we need a fresh touch we need a fresh infilling God would you just fill us up today with your spirit Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come now Father we just seal this time today Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that he is working in us. He's working through us. Lord, we thank you. God, as we go out today, God, we don't go out the same way we came in. We go out full of the Spirit of God. We thank you in Jesus' name. And if you receive that, would you shout amen one last time? Come on, you can do better than that. Shout amen one last time.